Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. The Holy Spirit worked in ways that we cannot tell. Pastor Daniel preached part of my lesson this morning. It's like he knew that I was preparing this section. And I was sitting right there when, where uh, Brother Innocent was sitting. And when he preached, he came to that point. About, he talked about Paul's prayer, and he mentioned... Uh, similar thing with King Solomon. I was just laughing. I'm like, could you just stop? That is my message for tonight. <laughs> but, but we praise God. That is how the Spirit of God works. You know, growing up, when I received Christ, uh, I was so hot for the Lord. And uh, I had a friend who also today, to thank God, he's a pastor. And uh, he, we used to say to our, ourselves that we're praying and wishing so bad that God should not come when we are not yet married. Like, if, we, if, if somebody were to ask that question, that if Jesus were to come and say, what do you want me to do for you right now? I'm sure some of us will, will say, well, wait, let me achieve, acquire this amount of money, or let me do this particular thing, or let me do that particular thing. But mine was that Christ should not come until I'm married, because <laughs> I was looking forward so much to, to get married. So we are talking this evening about King Solomon. King Solomon at this point, actually, he was still very brand new in his position as a king. He has just been coronated, and he was still very young and very tender. And uh, this guy, he, he, he was still very timid as per his conversation with the Lord. He was still very timid. But there is one thing that actually marked the life of, of Solomon, the king, at this very point, And that is in verse 3. Verse 3 says that, Solomon loved the Lord by walking in the status of his father David, but he also sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. Now, if you just permit me, let us go one verse backward on verse 2 and say, see what it says. Verse 2 says that, however, the people were sacrificing on the high places because until that time, a temple for the Lord's name had not yet been built. So therefore, what this is saying is that, when Solomon became king, the promised temple was not yet built. So the people, God's people actually were worshiping him in high places. And when we talk about high places here, is they, went, they used to go to a high mountain, a, a geographically high place where they would give all their sacrifice and, and they worship the Lord there. Well, it was assumed that after the moment that temple was built, they would cease from going to high places to worship the Lord because the temple of the Lord actually is a place where God is supposed to be worshipped. Well, uh, it so happened that after the temple was built, there were some other, there were some kings who continued to go to those high places and worship the Lord and extended right down to the time of Hezekiah. So there is one important thing about Solomon. Solomon feared the Lord. Solomon was a child of God. Solomon was, he was very keen to the instruction that his father David has told him. So Solomon also was going to the high places to worship the Lord. Then if we go further now from verse 3, we go now up to verse 4. Verse 4 says that the king went to, Hebion, to Gibeon to sacrifice there because it was the most famous high place. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. Now listen to what verse 5 says. Very, very important. Just mark this very seriously. At Gibeon... 
the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, ask, what should I give you? Now, Solomon, actually, the Lord met Solomon when Solomon was in his vineyard serving the Lord. The Lord met Solomon when Solomon was at a high place worshiping God. God did not meet Solomon on the wrong place. God met him where he was supposed to be at the right time. And the challenge to all of us here is, if God were to meet you, if God were to come right now, where would he meet you? Will God meet you doing the service? Will God meet you as a Christian, vibrant and burning for the Lord? Will God meet you when you are still standing very strong and looking up to him and worshiping him? We are called to serve God. We are called to worship him. We are instruments for his service. But when he comes, will he find you serving him? Oh, my brothers and sisters, Solomon did not know that God was going to meet him here at Gibeon where he was doing the sacrifices. And when Solomon went there and was giving that sacrifice and was uh, burning the sacrifices, the Lord met him there. And as the Lord met him there, the Lord asked him a question. The Lord told uh, 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 Solomon, he said, ask, what should I give you? It therefore means that the Lord took interest. The Lord was happy with Solomon because Solomon at this time was serving him. Solomon was doing what he was supposed to do, not only as a king, but also as a child of God. Now, I want to just to say here that as children of God, there is no time that we should take vacation from serving God. There is no time where we should break and say, no, I have done enough. So let me just get this time myself and keep God behind. So there is no time that we should ever, for whatever reason, decide to pause, put a pause on God. So our life should be one in a way that every time you are still breathing, you should be a servant of the Lord. Whereby, if God should meet you at any time, at any place, with confidence, you will know that you are on the right track. The Lord met Solomon. He was on the right track. And so the Lord was pleased with him. And the Lord came to Solomon and said, ask, what should I do to you? Now, there is a correlation between what God said to Solomon at this point with Matthew 7, 7. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, it shall be given to you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Therefore, it is at the discretion of the Lord to tell, because he was pleased with Solomon. He said, Solomon, I have seen you. You are doing the right thing. Solomon, you are on the right track. So I want to, Solomon, I want you to ask of me, what do you want me to do for you? Do we think that if the Lord met Solomon, when Solomon was not worshiping him, when Solomon was not serving him, do you think that the Lord would have given Solomon the opportunity? First of all, do you think the Lord would have been happy with him? Secondly, do you think the Lord would have been give, would have given Timothy, uh, I mean, say Timothy, Solomon, that the king, that opportunity to make whatever request he wanted? This was actually an open uh, 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 opportunity that the Lord gave to to Solomon. The Lord told Solomon to ask whatsoever he wanted. That whatever Solomon wanted, the Lord was going to grant unto him. Now, Solomon also was, a, he was so smart. He was very intelligent. I like res, res, Solomon's response in, in verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. I mean, verse 6. 
And Solomon replied, you have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Solomon actually displayed some sign of humility. Solomon, I mean, uh, looking at young people these days, maybe me and you, if the Lord were to appear here and to ask us that question, maybe some of us would have said that, wow, Lord, I just want you to just fill my bank account. Put the number as many zeros as you want to the end. We could have said, God, I want you to do this. You know, we could have looked at material things. But Solomon actually, he remembered the lesson that the, the father, his father David had taught him. So in his conversation with the Lord, Solomon went back to trace the goodness of God even while his father was still king. He said, God, you have been so good to us. He recounted those moments. And then he went further from verse, uh, uh, verse 7. He says that, Lord, my God, you have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet, I am just a youth with no experience. You know, he, he was very honest. Solomon was very, very honest. Just remember, though, he just became king. It's not long till he became king at this point. You know, if it were some of us, we would just go with big head, you know, say we, because the Lord has asked you a question, so you, with all the arrogance and trying to prove that you know, and you, 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 but Solomon did not act that way. Solomon went and traced back the goodness of the Lord. He went and recounted the things that the Lord has done. Not only that, but Solomon looked at himself as one who is very timid, one who has no experience, one who actually was trained to depend on the Lord. And he goes further in, a, in a verse, um, verse 8. He said, your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. Then in verse 9 now, after having said all those things about the Lord and recounted the things that the Lord has done, then Solomon answered the Lord now in verse 9. And this is what he says in verse 9. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Now listen. God's children. The Bible tells us that we should seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness. Anytime you invest to do the work of God, anytime you put interest to do the work of God, anytime you, every sacrifice, anytime you put God first, just know that that effort will not go in vain. God will surely reward you. Anytime you put God first, put God first in every situation, in every circumstance, in everything, put God first. And when you put God first, God will never disappoint you. I want us to learn a lesson from the life of King Solomon at this point. Solomon did not ask for material things. As we see, as the Lord was very happy with him here. Solomon said, Lord, listen, I've had a little bit of experience of you. I've experienced your goodness a little bit. During the reign of my father, you did all these things. So, Lord, I know that even if I don't ask all these things, God, you will still take care of me. So Solomon said, Lord, what I need is I need wisdom. And I think that I should reign, rule this, your people, very, very justly. 
brothers and sisters, this is what we need to cry to the Lord every day. When we open our eyes and see how the world is rotten, when we open our eyes and see how people are taking guns and killing innocent children at school, when we open our eyes and see how people are defiling marriage, and a woman between a woman, a man between a man, and they are proudly, arrogantly marched into the streets to demonstrate whatever they are living, this is a time we need to cry to God, God, please help me to make a change in this rotten world. That is the prayer we need to be praying. Solomon prayed that God just give me wisdom. That through your wisdom, I will exercise justice amongst your people. The world that we live today, brothers and sisters, if there is anything we should be praying for, if there is anything we should be crying out to God for, is that God just use me as an instrument to shed light into the dark, rotten world. Amen? That is the kind of attitude we should be having. And that was how Solomon the king, he prayed and asked the Lord. And let's see God's response. Now when we go to verse 10, verse 10, I just love verse 10. Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. Wow. The Lord was happy. The Lord, he celebrated the king Solomon. Because as the Lord, as you see, as the Lord said, Solomon could have asked. So God, verse 10, just bear with me in verse 11. Verse 11 says that. So God said to him, because you have requested this and did not ask for long life or riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, but ask discernment for yourself to administer justice. Now listen to verse 12. I will therefore do what you have asked. So the Lord said, listen, son, I have seen something in you. Because you did not ask for all these things to bring glory to yourself, I will answer your prayer. You ask for wisdom. Solomon, I am going to give you this wisdom. As a matter of fact, God in his faithfulness, if you can skip all these verses and go right down uh, to uh, verse 16, you will see that the Lord was very faithful in his promise to, to King Solomon. He promised that he was going to give Solomon wisdom. As a matter of fact, from verse 16 downward, this is the situation. There were two prostitutes who have been living together. So as they were living together, both of them, they had children at the same time. They were sleeping. One of the prostitutes actually mistakenly while they were sleeping, she lied on her own child and the child died. So she woke up in the night, found that her own child was dead. Now she sneaked herself now, went to the other friend now and took her own child, claiming that that was her child, of which her own child is the one that was dead. And so there was the query. The query began. Now they went, this went now to the king Solomon. And he, he, he was, I mean, this is, this action of Solomon, this wise judgment, this is actually make, this is what made him to become so famous because of the wise judgment. So he called those two prostitutes to come. And he said, bring that living baby. And he asked, who has this baby? So the lady who stole the baby, she was first rushing that. She, she, she said, it is her baby. She claimed that it's her baby. And the other lady, you know, she knew it was her child. And uh, she, did not, she did not speak much. So when the king saw this, now, this is where wisdom came in. So he said, bring that child here. Handed that child to one uh, of, of, of the, the attendants. He said, I want you to take a knife and cut that child into two, into two halves. Separate and give one part to another, the other one to the other. Then this lady who stole the child, this is what he said. Say, yeah, that would be good. Kill the child. But within her, he said, yes, all of us will lose. So when, when, when 
when, when the, 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 the attendant was about to, to cut the child into half, this woman who actually had the, child, the biological mother of the child, she cried, she said, no, my Lord, don't kill the child. Better give her the child. And that was where Solomon used the wisdom and said, this woman actually who said this child should not be killed, this is her child. That is the wisdom that the Lord promised that he was going to give to Solomon. And he gave to, to Solomon that wisdom. And it is because of this, this judgment of Solomon that made him to be so, so famous, to be so popular. Listen, if you want to make name for the Lord, please seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Every other thing God will add to you without even sometimes without your own struggle. All what God wants for us is what? Is that we seek him. Do his bidding. Do his service. Invest that time and energy in his work. God will not leave you alone. God will bless you. As long as you're still living here on earth and you put your mind on serving God, God will surely bless you. You enjoy God's blessing here on earth before to, uh, uh, to in heaven eternally. Amen? It is interesting to also know that the Lord did not end there. Solomon asked just for wisdom. The Lord said, wisdom, I'm going to give you. But it did not end there. Let's move on. Verse 13 says, in addition, he said, so the Lord has blessed him, has given him the wisdom that he was asking for. It's, verse 13 says, in addition, I will give you what, okay, what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that no king will be your equal during your entire life. If you walk in the ways and keep my statutes and commands, just as your father David did, I will give you a long life. So not only did the Lord bless Solomon with wisdom, he added riches to him, and he said that you are going to be the richest king that no one ever existed before you or after you shall be like you. That is the God we are serving. That is the God we are serving. Not only so, he said, but listen, it does not end here. If you only, if and only if you continue to walk in the status, in holiness, in righteousness, Solomon in all of all this, what I'm going to add to you is what? Long life. That is what the Lord said to Solomon and he did to Solomon. Of course, we know if you read that passage onward, fast forward, you will see that Solomon became the wisest king that ever lived. Solomon became, he, he was the richest king. I don't think there will be anybody in this world, in this generation, even the next generation to come, who will ever be as rich as Solomon. This guy was filthy rich. Well, we're not preaching riches here. We are preaching obedience to the Lord. Obedience to the Lord. Service unto the Lord. God has made us, he made us as a vessel that we should serve him. So therefore, let us put God first. Put him first. Trust in him. Put him first. He knows that all these things that we are struggling for, God knows. God knows that we need a shelter over us. He knows that we need food. He knows that we need to wear clothes. He knows that we need to take care of our health. But listen, let us serve him first. Put him first. And all these other things will do what? Will be added unto us. This is what happened to the life of King Solomon. The Lord met him when he was serving him. The Lord saw how this guy was vibrant and serving him. And, and the Lord was happy with him. And the Lord met him right there at the foot of service for him. And the Lord asked him, what can I do for you? This guy asked God for wisdom. 
But the Lord gave him wisdom and even the things that he did not ask. I'm going to end this passage to say that if we don't put God first, if we invest all our time just to work and make money and to make name and to acquire all that mass wealth for ourselves, I'll just read to you what <laughs> the Lord did to use his prophet Hagar to do. And this is what he said. Hagar chapter 1, I'll read from verse 4 to, to 7. Is it a time for you yourself to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now the Lord of armies says this, think carefully about your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough to be satisfied. You drink, but never have enough to be happy. You put on clothes, but never have enough to get warm. The wage earners put his wages into a bag with a hole in it. The Lord of armies says this, think carefully about your ways. Now listen, let me tell you a story. This is a true story. I remember a couple of years ago while we were still living in Frankfurt, I pumped in a lot of hours for overtime. I was making that money big. <laughs> but you know what? One time my wife asked me, said, where did all that money go? No, trust me. Everything like it went. I did not know where the money went to. Because like the more I worked and the more I made, the more it was spent. I didn't have a devoted life for the Lord. There were times I was even missing church. There were times I could not concentrate studying. You see, I put the Lord behind. The same thing that Hagar read here that he declared to God's people is the same thing that will happen to anyone who really gets God. If you really get God behind and put your own assignment in front, listen, yes, you will work and make the money, but that money you will not enjoy because it will get like wings and fly away. Have you never experienced that situation where you work, 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 and you're working all this money, make all the overtime, and at the end you're like, what did this money go to? Like the more you make, the more you spend. The more you spend. But brothers and sisters, this evening, we have seen the life of Solomon in his early reign as a king. Solomon was very, very, very committed to the Lord's work. The Lord met him while he was serving him. And the Lord was pleased with him. And that's why God asked him, Say, what, ask, what can I do for you? Our challenge this evening is, I'll go back to the various, the two questions that I asked. If the Lord were to come, if the Lord were to meet you, where will you prefer that he meets you? And what will you be doing? Will, you, will the Lord meet you serving him? Or will the, will the Lord meet you doing your own things? You know, it's unfortunate because what I want to say, even Christians do do that. We organize our games. Most Christians, they organize games on Sundays. The Bible says, remember, this, uh, uh, what, uh, 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 remember the word, the Sabbath day, and keep it holy. We go to games and other activities and do what? And we don't come to church. We put the games in front. No, this is the truth. We have to say it because that's what the word of God is all about. Speak the truth. We find time and go to our own pleasure. We, we give our own activities a pleasure and then put God behind. What I'm saying, I have to mark a balance here. If you, your work is that you work on a Sunday, that is understood. You're going to work on a Sunday because you don't work every Sunday. But I'm talking a situation where people, they deliberately, they know very well that if you were to compare the two things, God should come first. 
They decide to do what? To follow their hearts and then put God behind. No, we can, we can still go, go to church or do anything for God later on. But listen, God wants us to serve him. Give him the best. He's, a God of, he's not a God of second chance. Not a God of, I mean, uh, he's not a God of second position. He's a God of, he wants the very best from us, and he wants to occupy the first position in all our dealings. See, we labor sometimes over nothing. We struggle and we, 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 we struggle in our own ways, forgetting to know that this God that we serve, he is the one who created everything, that there are things that God can even bless us without our own effort. We have just seen right here that Solomon asked God for wisdom. And God, because Solomon was sincere and was serving God, God added to Solomon the things that he did not request it because God knew that all those things he needed. Our challenge this evening is that if God were to meet you, where will you prefer that he meets you and what will you be doing? But I want us to pray this moment and I would love that we be on our feet, please. And I want to give this opportunity for prayers. I have a principle. God's time is here and is now. When this opportunity comes, make use of it because you might not have it. As we bow our head down to pray, I'm going to ask this question. You can only walk with the Lord if the Lord identifies you as his. And how can the Lord identify you as his is when you have you have given your life to him. And the question is, if you know this evening that you have never, ever given your life to Jesus Christ, I just want you to take this opportunity. Come forward and we'll pray for you. Is there anybody who wants to give their life to Christ? If you've never invited Jesus Christ in your life and made him your personal Lord and Savior, this is the opportunity. Is there anybody who wants to do that? We'll pray for you. Second and lastly, if you know actually that you've not been living the life that you ought to have lived, that you've been always shifting and putting the things of God behind and put your own agenda in front, this is a time for you to pray and repent and make peace with God. Who wants to be prayed for? Who wants to, to make peace with God? Anybody? Anybody? Let us pray. Father, we just want to say thank you and thank you and thank you. All of us are guilty, Lord. We just ask for your mercy and your forgiveness. We ask that God open our eyes. Holy Spirit, empower us so that, Father, we will not take more interest in our things and put yours behind. But like your word says that, Father, we should seek you first and your kingdom and your righteousness so that, Father, you will take care of the rest. May you bless us. May you bless this service. Even as we go to our various houses, may your peace be with us. Again, thank you so much, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Offering time.